Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Andy, and I'm joined by my good friend James. How are we, mate? All right, mate. Where on earth are you? Mate, I don't know if you can hear those uh, those steel drums in the background, but I'm in a tropical location. Yeah, I did kind of think it sounds almost um, Baja-like, the Bahamas, but... Nearly, mate. It's, uh, the tropics of Filey. Filey? Yeah, yeah, have you heard of it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's on the best coast in the world, nowhere near the Bahamas. Mate, but we've got like a Jamaican theme tonight. It's steady. Jamaican theme? Yeah. What does that entail? Steel drums and rum. <laughs> oh, no, uh, So uh, we're here to discuss the Yorkshire Derby with Leeds versus Huddersfield. But I'm actually uh, on my jollies with me mates and my family. So uh, I'm calling in on a night one. Dedication to the Leeds that cause. I like it, Andy. Yeah, but poor dedication to the actual Leeds United cause because... Uh, Sadly, due to family commitments, I was I was going to come back for the game, but taking one for the team and hanging out with the fam, which is great because my my family is bloody great. I'm lucky to have them. You're a good dad. Well, stop it, you. You make me blush. I can't believe this is our third derby, Yorkshire derby in succession. Mate, this is an actual derby this time, though. The other two have been like pretend ones. This is a proper one. Well, when we say derby, it's probably one way with this. This is definitely their cup final. It is, mate, but I've. Me personally, I've got a bit of a uh, bit of history with this. So, uh, I went to uh, university in Huddersfield, and one of my best mates, uh, John, is Huddersfield Town season ticket holder, and he gives me some right stick, and I give it him. But he's more bothered than me. But I remember going to watch when when we were in Champions League. I think I watched something like Leeds versus Barcelona at Ellen Road on a Wednesday night. At night before, I've been to Huddersfield in Division 3 to watch them play Yeovil Town for Quidder Kid. So, it, it's got extra spice for me. How the bloody hell are we playing these Tim Potters? You know what I mean? So, uh, it's got an extra bit of spice for me. So, it's a proper derby, this one, for me. <laughs> I guess before we jump into the podcast, similar to last week, we've kind of got to talk about Kiko again, haven't we? Kiko Casilla and uh, the charges against him for... Um... For racial abuse? Yeah, I feel a bit let down by the whole situation. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I, I think um, the main thing really is that everyone was sort of quick to jump to defence. And, you know, and I think if, if it was on the other foot and it was one of our players who had an allegation of someone abusing them, you know, we'd fight their corner, wouldn't we? And I think we probably all should have taken 
I guess, a bit more of um, an even view on it. Yeah, mate, the whole thing stinks. That um, It's been dealt with very, very poorly. And, I mean, I think I said to you during the week that the thing with, with Kiko is it looks like he's done it now. But don't play dumb. Don't play dumb. Everyone knows the N-word. You know what I mean? And even if you don't know it, search it. If, if I'd been accused of doing something, yeah, and I knew in a month's time I was going to get looked into, I'd look up what I'd said and what I'd done. I'd be repentful. Yeah. And denying all knowledge just isn't. It's, it's not helped him at all. And if he has done it, mate, I don't want to be associated with him at Leeds. I don't care if he's won three Champions Leagues. I don't care what he's done. If you're going to be like that, you're not for me. Well, what do you think needs to happen from this point? What do you think of Kiko? I think he needs to actually just open up and be honest. Um, I think in the last pod I said his, his, his statement was good, and it was good. Um, it was written very, very well, but is it legitimate? Is it true? Who doesn't know what the N-word is in this day and age? There's that much kind of stuff with pop, popular culture, with uh, rap music or pop music, um, movies... Even like even if you're not interested in that kind of culture and listening to that music or watching films like that, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it in the national media on the telly anywhere. I don't care where you're from or who you are. You know that that's not a word. Especially what is he? Thirty two, thirty three. Yeah. You're telling me he's not heard that word. Nah, mate. If, if you've made a mistake, own up to it and say yeah. And the hit the moment, I said something dumb and I acted dumb. And then ask for forgiveness and say, look, it's not how I feel, it's not what I've done, but own it, own your mistakes, own your errors. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And I think um, anyone who does sort of own their errors, um, you can't really hold it against them as well. You've kind of got to give them another chance. And so I think that's the thing for me is it's kind of like part of me just thinks, you know, if this is what's happened and then you, you kind of want that out of your club, but another sense you think, you know, if someone has made a mistake and they made even more of a mistake by potentially lying about it, then you have to, uh, you have to sort of seek forgiveness and hope that people give you it. But it's difficult, mate. Cause you, as I said, like one of the reasons I'm staying on a holiday is that I've got a young family and I'm, I'm teaching my little boy about the rights and wrongs of telling the truth. And that if he does something wrong, yeah, I'll be irritated. But if he lies about it, I'll be angry. Yeah. So tell the truth. Um, if he's not heard of it, then flip it heck, he needs some education. And I hope he gets the right education. But No, I think I think you're you're right there. And I think the big problem in all this is that the there's such an imbalance of punishment for, for different things. Um you know, when you look at the, the charges against uh, was it Gotts earlier on this season? Yeah, what what other joke was that it was? Gotts or Stevens? Jordan Stevens, wasn't it? It was Stevens. Yeah. Young man has a bet gets put in trouble for can't even play park football. But Kiko's still training with first team. What kind of message does that send? Yeah. That oh yeah, a young lad's had a bet and he can't even go play in the park. But a first teamer who's a professional has been accused and punished for racism and. He can still train with first team. That is part of the the complex issue with it, at sort of a, a club and and board level, really. Because it, I always think back to the whole Suarez incident in the World Cup when he bit the Italian player. He was banned for was it like ten games or something, but he wasn't really punished because when the World Cup finished, he went back home and then was sold to Madrid. So uh, sorry, sold to Barcelona and got his kind of dream move and his dream pay packet. And it's like, well, what has he actually learned from that experience? And I think that's what needs to happen with it is that they really need to learn. 
you know, in a hard and truthful way. And you know what really, really sucks as far as I'm concerned is that, I don't know if you saw Leko's statement, but he's basically come out and said he didn't have the support he needed. Kick it out of said that they did um, reach out to Charlton about it. Um, for whatever reason, he, he didn't respond or they didn't get a response. So I think they, they did try, but... I yeah, but, oh, nah, mate, I don't buy that. He, he's clearly been troubled by it. Yeah. It, it, Bowyer's had like spoken about it, hasn't he? Yeah. Mate, we're getting uh, we're getting wayward here. Yeah, I hope if, if in some way the like everyone can move on in a positive way. You know, all parties: Leeds United, Kiko Casilla, Jonathan Lecco, Charlton Athletic. Well, West Bromwich Albion, his parent club. I, I I just want Leeds United to move on in a positive form, and Jonathan Lecco. If Kiko is guilty and has done something wrong. We don't need that associated with us, and it's not something that I condone as a fan. Anyway, uh, let's get back onto the game anyway, mate, because uh, yeah, we're playing. We're a long time into the uh, into the podcast, and we've not talked about the bloody game yet. I know. It is important, though. Last game was a great result, um, and to be fair, Kiko very much kept us in that game, and it finished 2-0. Uh, Alioski scored that great goal from outside the box, and um, there was that sort of quick breakaway goal that Hernandez headed in as well. And uh, I think there was a Bamford goal that was disallowed in that match. Yeah, it was never it was never offside. Yeah. That, that was definitely, definitely onside. Yeah, Dallas was judged to have been offside, but yeah, it wasn't on the replays. But um, yeah, games won 28, uh, drawn 19 and lost 32 against Huddersfield. That's upsetting. Yeah, but we've played them in, in the in the kind of crappy years, haven't we? And, and it's it's been such a big fixture for them. Yeah, we've lost three of our last five games against them, which is shocking, really. Yeah, well, they were in the Premier League. They got lucky for two years. My mate John will love that hearing that. Got lucky, <laughs> mate. Lucky. <laughs> they signed uh, Aaron Moy at the right time. He sort of carried them, didn't he, for a long way? Yeah, let's not talk about that because I tell him, I tell my mate he's rubbish, <laughs> and he thinks Brighton have got a snip getting him. But anyway, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stitch you up here because you always used to go on about Aaron Moy. I went to the last Huddersfield game uh, at Ellen Road where we lost, and you were waxing lyrical about him, so I've dubbed you in there, mate. Who you were? About who? Aaron Moy. Who's that? <laughs> oh, hey. God. What are your plans for tomorrow then? You're in my ticket, are you? Yeah, I'm sat in your seat tomorrow. Mate, look after it. Keep it warm. Well, we stand up in the river, stand, don't we? So uh, because I'm in the tropics of Filey, I can I can get the game. Yeah. I'm going to stream it on uh, on legal platforms. LUTV Baja. Yeah, that's it. Baja Beach Club in Filey, mate. It's big. I'm going to tune in and watch it. What do you reckon's the team tomorrow? Roberts, is he going to start? No. Uh, he won't. I'd like to see him start, but I don't think he will. Um, I, I think it'll be as you were, as as normal. It'll be, it'll be same as. Roberts will come on and up for make a difference. Yeah, and I think as well, it's just um, his appearance last week, his guest appearance and his two goals were just a real pleasant reminder for everyone that he's here and he can do a job. So it's, it's good that, because I think... Um, Bamford could probably do with a bit of pressure off him. Now that I've said that, he'll uh, he'll score a trick tomorrow, won't he? <laughs> Mate, as long as someone gets a trick, I don't care. As long as we beat them, I don't mind. We're at crunch time, aren't we? So. Yeah, Huddersfield Huddersfield have been in good form, and I, I to be honest with you, I actually quite like the the Cowleys. I think they're they're decent. They did a, such a good job at uh, Lincoln. You and, love Lincoln, um, though, you. Well, it's my mate. He's bloody sold him into me, hasn't he? But. Um, but yeah, I, I think they are actually very good, and and they will if they can get Huddersfield in a in a stable spot, then they'll be all right um, next season. 
No, not open. Absolutely plummets. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I want them to. I want us to tear those dogs to bits. Oh, mate, they do that in the spare time. Anyway, what the opposition forums say? What's it called? Down at the Mac. Should be a good game. With two teams who look to have hit some form of late, they're a decent championship side, but we should go there with no fear. It's a strange season that the top two could potentially go up with 85 points and third bottom could potentially go down with over 50 points. 12-13 season was the last time anything like that happened. Hull went up in second with 79 points and Peterborough went down with 54. That, that I picked this out because I think the guy's got a pretty good point, actually. Not the first one. Bloody boring, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's boring. I couldn't find anything that wasn't just hateful. I'm just hating on us. Yeah, that was kind of the most sort of halfway reason comment that was made. Do you know what I think half their problem was, mate, is that they used to play their games at Leeds Road. So that's how much they love us, that the stadium was named after us. From memory, in Moscow's book, um, Moscow White's book on Leeds United, the centenary book, that we, we at one point we were going to merge right at the start. That would have been horrible. Well, it would have been for them. It would still been called Leeds. They would have been a football club, the Tim Pot Shandy Pants. <laughs> That's right. true. Talk to us about the referee, mate. It was it. As Joe, as Joe Bedford talked us out. Yeah, loco Joe on Twitter. Thanks ever so much for this. It's Oliver Langford again. His last uh, Leeds game was the away loss to Forest only a few weeks ago. Also this season, he's refed our loss in the Cup to Stoke that, and a draw at home to Derby. And up, Mate, up. that was a draw in Cup. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't tell Matt that. And he also refereed our home loss to Sheffield Wednesday. Jeez. Oh, it's not looking good. Lead stats. What the stats? Uh, he's refereed us 16 times, won seven, drawn two, lost seven, 25 yellows, three red cards, two penalties, four, and three against. Uh, the three leads. Oh, no, this sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> the three leads players he sent off were uh, Brown, Belushi, and Berardi. Uh, Huddersfield stats. Mate, hang, hang, hang about, right? <laughs> if any three Leeds players were ever going to get sent off by any ref ever, you'd, you'd probably put your money on Brown, Belushi and Berardi, wouldn't you? In modern times, wouldn't you? Yeah. The three Bs. <laughs> yeah, you would. Flipping heck, mate. I'd send them off just for lols. <laughs> and uh, Huddersfield stats. Games 11, won five, drawn two, lost four. Uh, 13 yellows, one red, and one red that was two times yellow cards. Um, one penalty four and two against. Oh, jeez, it's going to be horrible tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I'm not looking forward to his performance, but we'll be fine. Do you remember McFly, the band MC Fly? Oh, yeah. It's all about you. It's all about the ref, isn't it? Look at them stats from El Loco. It looks like he absolutely loves himself and wants to make it all about him. Let's hope he doesn't. Right, I'm just going to play a message from uh, Hayden Evans, who, who we interviewed on the podcast a while ago. Thanks so much for this, Hayden. Okay, it's that time of week again when uh, we've got another set of visitors. It's this time the the boys from Huddersfield coming to visit the big city and a proper football club. Um, no doubt they'll turn out in force. I'm not sure if they're allowed to bring their drum and their ultras with them, but uh, we've all got to be on our toes, of course. Very dangerous mob, that lot. On a serious note, I think, uh, you know, they're a bit dangerous right now. They've won two on the bounce. It is undoubtedly their cup final and uh, we can't get complacent now. In terms of cup finals, we've probably got, what, 10 cup finals to come as far as we're concerned. Everyone's got to be treated the the same, hopefully. Uh, There's no complacency from our lot. I feel fairly confident, but then I tend to do that coming into most games. There's a prediction, possibly 2-0 to Leeds. Obviously, we're going to have to wait for Augustan to shake off this hamstring injury, lose a bit of weight and whatever else. 
before we're going to see him at Elland Road again. Given that we're scoring goals from most other areas of the park, I'm not, not too worried about that. Bamford will put his usual shift in. It, it really is about time he broke his, uh, uh, his duck and scored for us, so let's hope it is tomorrow. But looking forward to a fairly feisty game. Atmosphere will be fantastic, as always, and uh, a Leeds win. Cheers. Oh, mate, I love hearing from Hayden. He's, uh, he knows it, he gets it, and he's been there on the front line back in the day. So I, I love the fact he's given a sly dig to the uh, Huddersfield Ultras. <laughs> it's an old-school thing that I don't quite get because I'm from the generation I'm in, but I just love the fact that he lives and breathes it, and it's great to have you on, mate. I do like the wind-up talk. It's true. Everything he's saying is true. They they love this fixture. It's like the thing that they care about. And for us, it's just uh, another three points we're trying to grab off someone who's worse than us. Hopefully, mate. Hopefully. So what's your prediction anyway? Uh, I think... Oh, God, I don't know, mate. I really don't know. I've got a gut feeling it's going to be a draw, um, but I'm going to go for a 3-1 winter leads. You know, I hope your hope your gut's wrong and it's a three-one win. Um, I, I'm going on the law of Leeds that that I'm not there, um, and I think because of that we will win and we win handsomely. So I'm going to go for a repeat scoreline and go for a four-nil. Very nice. When we play Huddersfield, it's either really tight or we end up doing really really well. You know what? I think tomorrow we're going to make a statement again. From from knowing them, they're either completely on it and on the ball, or they're really poor. And I'm hoping tomorrow that they're really, really poor. Now's the time where we really need to kick on. You know, I think Forrest have uh, lost this evening as well. Agent Agent Smith getting a hat trick. Doctor Who living the dream. <sighs> Was it like in 13 minutes as well? That's crazy. Yeah, what a boy. Agent Smith returned to base. Yeah, and I think we we. We need to pick these points up and just start coming away from Fulham and Forest and just make it an easier ride for ourselves. But we know we haven't got a habit of doing that. Um, on Twitter, they're saying uh, Leeds win 89%, a draw 7%, and uh, Dog Botherers win 4%. And got a few good comments, actually. Roger Allison, no free hit this one after last week saying it was a free hit. Um, big performance required, 2-0. Johnny Brown, I don't know anything about this league no more. I was always thinking I'll settle for one nil, but then three nil on Super Six. This league is this league is totally effing my mind up. Uh, Barney leads two nil Huddersfield. Uh, we'll feel confident after their recent win, but we are on a roll now. This machine is on a roll. Uh, is that confirmed? I'm celebrating. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a dig at us because I said not to celebrate um, anyone else's misgivings. Nottingham Forest in particular. <laughs> oh dear, go on. <laughs> I'm celebrating them. The more points they drop, the less we need. It's a fair point. Um, 4-1, a penalty in there somewhere for once from Streety. And uh, come on, <laughs> who voted for the dog botherers from Paddy McQuirk? Go on, Paddy McQuirk. What a great name. It is a great name. Uh, mate, before we get on to predictions, I've got to... Uh... Out of us like who are on the pod, James looks after our social and does a bloody great job. And he's been interacting with Legsy. <laughs> who, uh, I used to sit behind in an eight, and I used to love sitting behind Legsy. He's a funny, funny bloke. Oh, really? He used to keep, yeah, he used to keep us up for it, even on a Tuesday night when we'd seal the arse and we were losing, like, 3-0 to somebody turd. He'd sing, sway, you bastard, sway. And he'd always sing, land of open glory, and, uh, land of open glory, flipper deck. Yorkshire shall be free. And you're thinking, go on, it was brilliant. And he's a... Uh, 
you've engaged with on Twitter this week, haven't you, about his uh, Calvin Phillip, Phillips flag that he's got in Cheese Wedge. Yeah, it sounds like the Cheese Wedge, or certainly a lot of fans within the Cheese Wedge, have, uh, have clubbed together and they've bought these massive flags and there's a, there's a huge one of uh, Calvin Phillips that's going to be up at the game tomorrow, which uh, fair play to them. Mate, it's legs. He gets things going. He gets people energised, and he gets people following the whites. So keep doing it, mate. Keep enjoying it. Keep supporting the mighty whites. God bless you. Right, James. Go on then. What's your word? Dog. As in bothered, or <laughs> as in we're going to dog him. We're going to eat him whole. We've got to. Oh, now's the time. Like it. That's all I've got. Um, my word is jolly. Because <clears throat> you're on your jollies. I- I'm on my jollies, mate. It's uh, currently ten past ten on a Friday night. I've been swigging since about three o'clock on a Friday, so wow. I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty jolly. And to finish us off, mate, we're going to be jolly by the final whistle tomorrow. As we, you waiting for it? You ready? We'll be top of the league. Oof, Andy. Honestly, mate. I, it makes me want to delete this entire episode. Come on, Leeds. Catch up after the game. We'll see you in the second half of the podcast. Cheers. Well, it's finished 2-0 to Leeds United at Ellen Road. We're happy with that, aren't we? Ecstatic, mate. Absolutely ecstatic. Once again, we played some beautiful football, didn't we? Did you manage to watch the game in your ecstatic caravan? Hey! Uh, yes, mate, I did. I, uh, I, did a, I did a stream, LUTV, and do you know what? The first time I've watched on LUTV in Donkeys... And it's good. They make a right good old show of it, don't they? Yeah, it is good. Bryn Law does a great job. Standard. And he had Andy Hughes on with him yesterday. Yeah, Hughes, he was good. He was very, very, very good. He's good on all the highlights that I've watched anyway. Yeah, he, he was very nice to hear him. Yeah, he, he spoke a lot of sense. The only problem for me is I remember last year, Hughes, he was... I, I, th- I think he was on LUTV. He was definitely on that or the radio. And I was heading back from Preston when we won and he was like, yeah, Leeds are going to get promoted without a shadow of a doubt. So, He's right, he just didn't say when, did he? <laughs> well, that's true. Oh. But yeah, top of the league again, mate. I'm absolutely buzzing. I know, you called it as well. Obviously, what? That we go top of the league? Yeah, you did. I, I got the result wrong. You don't even remember, you'd had a few beers, but... Yeah, I, I, I've had a very uh, beery weekend. That's what holidays are for. Yeah, something like that. Well, we got the predictions wrong, um, but Barney and uh, Roger Allison both said 2-0, so well done, chaps. Go on, lads. I bet no one thought Luke Ayler had scored a worldy goal of the season. Oh, my word. That was absolute class. You couldn't have wished for a better start to that match. It was perfect. I was watching with a Sheffield United fan, which was horrible. But what he said was he was trying some way to try and poo-poo it because I was, like, losing my mind running around the lounge, like, drinking beers like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he went, oh, yeah, well, he's over-hit that cross. And I went, behave yourself, mate. So then, in the evening, Leeds United put the uh, video of him trading, scoring the goal. And I'm like, absolutely do one, mate. <laughs> that is practice. No stone <laughs> unturned. Yeah, it was so good. Even the, even the build-up to it. 
I think it was Click who backheeled it to Pablo, and Pablo played out to Jack, and uh, Jack Harrison just he just kept running with it. No one closed him down. It was just a brilliant ball in. So yeah. Huddersfield didn't really bother us either. Yeah, they just spent the time bothering their dogs, probably, didn't they? Oh, I teed that up for you. Mate, you team up, I'll knock them out of the park. But they did come really close. I don't know if you remember, but there was that mistake that Berardi made, which, to be fair, mistakes happen, and I'm not going to hold that against him. And he's not a regular, so he's going to be rusty. And they sort of capitalised on it, and it ended up in a sort of one-on-one situation, but Dallas somehow got his foot to it. Yeah. And kicked it back to Meslier, didn't he? I don't know if you could see that on LUTV, but from where we were in the Revy stand, that went through Meslier's yeah, legs yeah. and somehow he caught it with his heels and everyone looked at each other in absolute horror at that moment. Yeah, he, he kind of got megged, didn't he? One thing I want to pick up on, is it Meslier or Melier? I, I believe Bryn Law pronounces it correctly as Melier. Yeah, that's what I mean. I prefer Meslier. But I thought he did all right again. I, I'm surprised they didn't try to test him a little bit more, but he looked very assured. Some of the stuff they were doing from corners was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? All the pushing. Yeah, it was just seemed a bit unnecessary. Anyway, what about that quick break where we legged it up the pitch and Costa just over cut the pass to Bamford, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that was just amazing. I think they had a sloppy corner, didn't they? And we ended up just breaking. And there's a few times in the game where that happened. And uh, I don't know why we don't do it more often sometimes we seem to come out slowly but the last few games they've been well up for it and managed to surge up the field it's been great to watch and didn't Harrison have a, a volley as well it just went just wide did it just wide of the left hand post didn't it yeah that's right um it was whipped in and I just can't believe it didn't go in I feel for him because he did everything right in that game he was just outstanding and, uh yeah he, did, he really deserved it yeah agreed mate fully agreed and second half, we had good chances early on. Well, we were all over him, and I think it fired the crowd up even more, which was brilliant. There was that effort where Bamford was one-on-one with a keeper, and he just seemed to hesitate a little bit. Uh, he shot with his right foot, and, and he managed to save it. He was unlucky there, really. Yeah, well, everyone's screaming that he should have squared it and we had a chance, but I was discussing this again with a mate, and I'm thinking, is a striker, you've got to it that. And he hits it on target, he hits it hard. It's actually a really good save. If he squared it, I'd be screaming, saying, why is he not shooting? So sometimes he can't do uh, can't do anything right, poor bloke, can he? But no, he, he got his goal finally. And I tell you what, it was a bloody great reaction. It would have been very easy to either not be there or take it or miss it. Because it, it looks like a tap-in. It's actually, if you watch it back, it's really good reactions, I think. Yeah, definitely. He was in the right place at the right time. It was a great ball in, the free kick from Pablo. And to be fair as well, Ben White got a really good head on it across the keeper. And the keeper's made a good save. He's done the best he possibly can. And it's fallen at the feet of Patrick, who's uh, just in, as we say, in the right place at the right time. The celebration was great. You could see it meant a lot to him. And because he, you know, he has come under stick from a lot of people, which is undeserved. Um, It looked like he was terrified of Berardi. Looked like he was trying to (laughs) run as fast as he could away from Berardi. Berardi went for him I saw on uh, he put it on Instagram and it said Berardi Bamford running away when Berardi steals his last piece of pizza or something or Berardi's face when Bamford gets the last piece of pizza (laughs) yeah there was also Harrison where he skipped around about four players found space that you know no one else could probably Pablo is the only one and he curled that shot looped it over keeper just stood there yeah he hit the post he was so unlucky again yeah it's, it's the same kind of shot that happened against Hull wasn't it hit the post in a similar position yeah so yeah it shows that everything is like practiced and everything's meticulous there's nothing left to chance is there no that's it and it's worth saying as well that Berardi actually won the ball back really close to that to give the 
ball to Harrison and uh, you know he was winning the ball so high up the field I thought Brady had a great game and yeah. I think we've had about 11 clean sheets now with with when Brady's appeared in the team so fair play to him yeah no agreed agreed I don't know if you remember as well there was a we passed the ball back to Melier let's say he looked like he was under a lot of pressure and he moved it onto his right foot and pinged a ball you know it's his wrong foot out to Costa on the right hand side and it was just unbelievable his distribution's fantastic isn't it there's no doubt about that and he, he looked assured but again I'm just wary of someone properly testing him I don't think he's really been tested in any of the games he played I know obviously Arsenal scored against him but I don't really feel he was properly tested I think he faced about three or four shots didn't he yeah if he's had 180 minutes of football and not faced an awful lot yet he's gonna have to make himself even more awake in a game where we're gonna come under pressure but it goes back to what I uh, said before the whole game I said he's not been tested if um, if we haven't bought a keeper we must think he's alright but the way we play doesn't really have the keeper get overly Shot at really, does it? No, we're so solid at the back, it's it's unreal. We're playing like we did at the start of the season. Yeah, it's a good time to start playing like that again as well, isn't it? 100%. What's all this stuff you're on about with uh, some woman at half-time? What was that about? <laughs> I saw something on Twitter, I thought I was tripping. I, c- I couldn't really tell what was going on, it was kind of all inaudible, but I think it was someone renewing their vows with their partner that they met at Leeds about 30 odd years ago or or they were on a date 30 odd years ago hang on he agreed to go on pitch and have this happen to him he did he did she read a poem out to him and I'm sure it was lovely I think she flipped the V's up at the uh, Huddersfield fans on her way down the tunnel as well this just sounds awful (laughs) why would would, would any self-respecting human let that happen to them I, I don't know but well, it was the gesture's nice. Mm. The only other kind of thing I can really pluck out from the game, apart from uh, Luke Aylin's beautiful long locks, <laughs> are, uh, the linesman got injured. Did you see that? Yeah, but I'd, by this point we were two up, weren't we? And uh, it was you're outside dancing around in your pants or something. I wasn't a million miles off, mate. I was uh, absolutely uh, out of my box by that point. I just remember going, even Liner can't be asked, and that was me. Um, what happened? Hamstring, calf. <laughs> he looked like he'd pulled his hamstring, yeah. And yeah. then he took an age swapping over with the fourth official, and the fourth official sort of got a round of applause as he jogged over to the east stand, and uh, which was weird. But then, like a couple of minutes later, I think he flagged Bamford offside, and he got a, a volley of abuse. So it was returned to normal. Good stuff. You've seen that 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 Cowley fella is basically absolutely obsessed with us. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Lincoln um, before the game. I was talking about Lincoln City before the game, and uh, I sent the the article of um, Danny Cowley just basically yeah worshiping Bielsa, and he's like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't. It's just PR. It's just PR. Like, no, it's not. He loves Bielsa. He's fallen for him like we all have. He fully has. Danny has basically said that he can't wait to see us in the Premier League. Basically, yeah. You're meant to be like, we're meant to be their biggest rivals. They're meant to hate us and it's just praising us. I'd be fuming if I was one of them dogs fans. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. I hadn't thought of it like that. But Bielsa seemed really happy in the press conference, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's, you know, just trying. Well, he's just trying to keep everyone on the straight and narrow, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Not not letting them get carried away because I think, um, was it Forshaw said in the, I can't remember, again, Beerhead. I'm pretty sure Forshaw was doing some stuff with LUTV before and he just said, look, yeah, we did start to believe the hype last year and we took his eyes off the prize a little bit. 
the pressure was getting to them now they're just going right steady as you go and I think that's been instilled brilliant by uh, Marcelo Bielsa yeah definitely I think as well when you look at it we are seven points clear of Fulham but and it, you know, and it is easy to think, yeah, we're doing, we're sitting pretty. It's really good. We've got nine games left. But if you think, if we go and have a bad weekend in Cardiff and Fulham win, all of a sudden there's four point difference, and they're coming to Ellen Road, and it, and it starts to look nasty again. And I don't want to, I don't want to be a pessimist because I've said for weeks, you know, enjoy your victories. You've got to enjoy them, and mm. rightly so. We played so well, and and I have enjoyed this weekend. But you've also got to think, you know. Right, come on, let's go to Cardiff. Let's beat them. I like you say, you've got to enjoy the victories. I let the whole of Filey know that Leeds were top of the league yesterday. <laughs> I was. Uh, oh, yeah, that video. Yeah, I was very vocal. What? Might share that. Now I've mentioned it. Nah, incorrect. Um, <laughs> do you know what we've not checked for a while? Play the jingle. Tracking <laughs> <laughs> moves, tracking So yeah, tracking wolves. How are we doing? How do you think we're doing? Uh, I reckon by this point they were already in the like Premier League, weren't they? <laughs> Pretty much. I think they're on the beach at least. <laughs> I think they've played four games of Premier League by this stage of that season, haven't they? <laughs> at this point, after thirty-seven games in the 2017-2018 Championship season, they were on seventy-nine points. Oh, is that it? Yep, so we're on 71. Oh, do you know what? I thought they might have been on, on the old 80s. Interestingly, no team, at least in the last five seasons anyway, has been top of the league with 71 points after 37 games. So we'll, us and West Brom are actually the lowest scoring teams in the top two at this point. Shows how crap this league has done it. Crap or good? Depends how you look at it. Crap. <laughs> no one seems to want to run away with it and even... Even us, we've been the last of our own downfall. I was looking at the table earlier because uh, giddy and excited. What we don't seem to do is like draw that many. I think we've no. we've, we've drawn eight. Uh, we've drawn eight, lost eight, won the rest. And I think West Brom only lost a five, I think, but they've drawn yep. thirteen. Is that proper maths? Is that right? I'm not sure. Could, could be wrong, but it just shows that we're just go go. Yeah, and I think that's always been the case with Bielsa, hasn't it? It's what we've known from the start. It's all or nothing. You either come away with three points or you probably lose. Yeah, but if you look at our defeats as well, they've, we've not been hammered by anybody, have we? I was talking to my mate Chris on the way out of the ground and um, sort of said the same, you know, it, it hasn't. we haven't really been battered by anyone since last season. All I can really remember is the West Brom away game and that was when Harvey Barnes was playing and they just tore into us but you know there were some results that went against us like Norwich City but they didn't outplay us no and I remember harking I, I always hark back to this one but I think the best game we've had is uh, it's Barnsley I know we won it 2-0 yeah. but they came out and played at us and played and it was refreshing man of the match Andy what are you saying this week Gaetano Berardi oh yes I uh, I think you said earlier he made like an uncharacteristic mistake but I, I feel that his booking was dumb. But then after that, he had them in exactly where he wanted them. So he he made them think he was going to go in and absolutely wipe them out. You know when Janssen used to scare players by running mm. up to them and stopping then laughing at them? Yeah. Berardi was kind of doing that a little bit. And he was pressing out. I mean, he was flying into challenges all over the shop. 
standard Berardi before he got booked. Then after that, I think they would have scared of him. And he absolutely, his game management was outstanding. Um, and we don't seem to play badly or lose Touchwood while Berardi's playing. I'm always the first one to stress going, oh, God, Ben White's going into defensive mid and Berardi's coming in. And Berardi always storms it. So, uh, yeah, Berra, what about yourself? Well, just on Berardi, actually, I, I keep seeing people talking negatively about him on Twitter, even today, and I just, I just don't get it. Like I, I know they sort of all go back to the Derby County semi-final last year, and but that wasn't him that lost us the title uh, or stopped us from getting promoted. It was us not finishing our chances. And one thing that also got overshadowed, obviously Pablo had his 150th appearance for Leeds yesterday, but so did Gaetano Berardi. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's, he's been at the club for six years now. Yeah, he needs a new contract, mate. And I know he's had seven red cards and what have you, and yeah, he's, he's known to lose his Swede a bit, but he's the contribution he makes in and around the club and the dressing room for me is great. One thing we haven't done is play our... Um... Good friend Hayden Evans's thoughts. Top of the table, another fantastic performance. Clean sheet. Patrick Bamford scoring. Does it really get much better than this? Hopefully it will. When we win the uh, when we win the title, not just go up, but when we win the title. As you can tell from me, very very uh, positive right now. Having watched all that, I think Huddersfield were slightly disappointing. You know, didn't really show anything. Could have been four or five, to be fair. I think. All the keyboard warriors are going to have to have a rest this weekend. There's nothing for them to mourn about. I've heard a few things about Pablo or whatever. It just amazes me that we can go top, we can keep a clean sheet, we can look fantastic, and yet people still have to look for some of the negatives. It's just, it just amazes me. I can't get my head around it. So, you know, I think from this point on, we, we go on again. Cardiff away next week. That should be interesting one way or the other. I think we've said for a long, long time, most of us, in Bielsa we believe and, you know, we really should because the guy knows what he's doing. He he knows far better than any of us, certainly far better than the keyboard warriors. So uh, have that, you boys. Keep quiet for a little bit longer and on and on. Cheers. He's on the money as Hayden, isn't he? Yeah, mate, he, he loves it and he's right. Let's go on and win it. Yeah, he is. And um, like we were just saying before as well, a lot of people online just slagging off players for no reason whatsoever and why anyone would slag off Pablo, I've got no idea. I think it goes back to what we've been saying since we started the pod is I think we just get a bit greedy. I think we seem to forget where we've come from, what we've been and what we've had. If you look at Pablo, he's probably the best signing outside the Premier League that we've made by some distance I'd say the influence he has is, is unbelievable and he inspires everyone around him including the fan base to be better who's your man of the match anyway? my man of the match is Jack Harrison I thought you were going to say that I just I think he's so good he's come on absolute leaps and bounds he's just amazing and um, and I don't think he's he's finished getting better to be honest no. he's the end of last season, and even at the start of the season, we were all getting incredibly frustrated with his decision making. But 
it's just been spot on and there's still a few times where he holds on to it a bit too much but I think that'll just he'll learn and that'll come out of his game but everything else is just class and he's he's so close to getting a couple of goals in a game I would say he's just um yeah he's brilliant and uh, his assist yesterday was fantastic he's a constant threat he's probably got one of the best first touches I've ever seen and his final ball yeah. is just improving so much. His crossing is terrifying. Right, what's your final final word to summarise? Top. Top of the league. Top weekend. Top knot. Luke Aylin. Top finish. Top volley. Top. What's yours? Well, again, I'm going to mention my mate Chris because he told me he listens to it now. Does he? So, uh, yeah, he never used to. No, I feel like the pressure's on, to be honest. Hiya, Chris. Hi, Chris. But yeah, he, he said um, a really good comment, and um, he's right. You know, we require, my word is tunnel. Not carpal tunnel. Not carpal tunnel, none of that. Uh, tunnel vision, and he's right. You know, we just have to look straight ahead, focus on what's in front of us, don't give a damn about anything else that's going on around us, and just keep going, game by game, week by week. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. I think that's uh, a lovely way to finish. We have the Chuckle Vision song as the outro instead. Yeah, do it. And uh, yeah, visit leadsthat.com, see where you can get yourself a beer, Elsa. Well, next week um, we're going to be in Cardiff, aren't we, Andy? Yes, mate. I'm looking forward to a little... Uh... Mate, does that count as a European fixture? Basically, yeah. I've uh, I've never... I don't have jinx us, but I've not seen us winning Cardiff. I've only seen us draw. Oh, God. Um, well, to be honest, I haven't either. I think I also saw us lose there quite heavily. Oh, God. So. Road trip and road pod. Yes, road trip, road pod. And uh, James and Andy leads that special uh, European adventure. So we'll see you shortly after the Cardiff game. Cheers. Podcast Network.